Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM. The fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everyone. How you looking this morning, as Bill Michaels would say? <laughs> and we're looking just fine. Danny's dozing off over there. Danny, are you all right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We are. He's Danny Bush. I am Tommy the True Neubauer. And we have our new producer in the studio, Ryan Horvat. He will be with us every Saturday morning, bright and bushy-tailed. Uh, see, that's what his nickname is, Bushy. See, yeah, get it? Bushy tailed. Real <laughs> clever. <laughs> Real clever. If you want to be a part of the show, 799 1250 is the phone number. That's 414 799 1250. And you can hop on board the crazy train anytime you like, punch your tickets. Hey, Bushy, we got an email. Oh, you can also email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. We got an email. First one in three months. Yeah. It says, oh, is there a photo here? Oh, yeah, there is. A brown trout. Uh, no, a brook trout. It says, this is from Joe. Oh, Joe. Hey, hey, guys, I was going to guess brook trout. Remember the question last week yeah, about Minnesota? Brook trout. Yeah, Uh But I got beat to the punch. You guys seemed busy, so I hung up. But if you want to catch an easy limit of spring trout fishing, come up and get a hold of me, and I can get you a limit in a half an hour to an hour every morning. Where's now, I don't know where it – oh, here – this is one of his limits of brookies. Wow, they're real dark colored. Yeah. They look, I haven't seen them that. Yeah, they're dark They're dark ones. Must come out of a dark stream or something. Eh? I know the ones I caught up on the North Shore, the brook trout, were uh, real silvery. Yeah, yeah. But then if you catch a real big one, they get that orange belly. Oh, it's, they're I, gorgeous. I lost one one time. It, yeah. I lifted it out of the stream and it flopped onto a rock, and I dove yeah. onto the rock and tried to grab it, and it flipped in. It was right before dark. Yeah. 
beautiful yeah. orange. And that was actually up in the hills of Duluth in the yeah. middle of the city. Little known, but those the, those hills that come down, people have yeah. driven by and seen yeah. the big the big ski trail up there. Yeah. There's uh, a stream that runs down and it goes actually underneath the road and through a culvert and spills into the St. Louis River. Mm-hmm. And at certain times, there's actually brook trout in the bottom that spill out of the culvert into this little shallow area of the St. Louis River, right by kind of a marshy area. Now I'm mm-hmm. sure they die after a while, but sometimes they get washed on down mm-hmm. and there'd be some, you know, some chubs and stuff, but some brookies swimming around too. So we'd go hiking way up into the hills and just as kids mm-hmm. and just have like a little hand line, a little hook, you know, uh, and some worms. And you just dip them in, you know, each little hole and pocket. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you could jump across the stream. Really? Okay. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You know, when I was a lot younger, I the first time I ever saw a mounted brook trout, I thought, oh, that that taxidermist must was just making up colors. He was just making that up. He's on a good LSD trip. Yeah, right. And then when you see one for real, you go, oh my god. That's real. You know, that is, they are one of the prettiest fish that swims. They really are. And they're delicious for breakfast. <laughs> they're delicious, we too. We fried up a bunch with eggs. Oh, it, yeah. You know, Definitely. Now, people wouldn't think fish for breakfast. But oh, no. Those thin little brook trout fillets fried up in butter along oh, with some eggs. That would be wonderful. It was pretty darn good. Have you ever, you know, somebody told me a while back about uh, if you catch a northern pike that's got eggs in it, you know, the roe. That if you fry that up, it's really good. Someone was telling me. I tried that. Yeah. It was pretty nasty. Someone was telling me about <laughs> the fish nasty. eggs. Some, who was it? I don't know. Maybe it was pike eggs. Someone was talking about fish eggs. Mm-hmm. You, you ever wonder how people started eating certain things? Like, yes, all the hey, time. I wonder if those monkey brains would be good. Yeah. Let's try it. You know what I mean? Hey, how about those bull's nuts? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I bet those are pretty There's, tasty if you fried them. Yeah. How did people? There's this did they... white stuff coming out of this animal's big sack. Should we try to drink that? You know, it's like, yeah, I know who who or or that chicken just dumped this round thing. Let's let's crack it open and <laughs> yeah, who thinks of that stuff? I I think Years there's ago. one word that describes it, Tom. What's that? Hunger. Star. Yeah. <laughs> well, starvation. Yeah. I think people have been desperate throughout the ages, starving at some point. No matter how good their 401k was, at some point they were starving, <laughs> and the caveman needed to eat whatever he could get his yeah, hands whatever. on. Yeah, whatever. Hey, just give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, and they always picked. Uh, there was, you know, they had groups, right? You know, like, uh, you know, little communities. Well, you know, a little tribe, but and they'd pick clans. I, I think they called clan. them clans. Yeah, back clan. Then. The clans, which was out a good from, movie, Clan of the from Cave Bear. Africa. Do you remember that movie, Clan of the Those Cave Bear? Those North became big Viking that was white guys. Those but anyway. They would they would pick I don't know if they'd pick the runt of the litter out or or whoever but somebody had to be the tester because not everything turned out well some things were poisonous you know so somebody had to be the tester and you didn't want to be the tester you know really? of trying new foods so they were bullying back well, then well somebody had yeah you're the little guy getting bullied you you go test you your turn go eat those pig's <laughs> nuts over there squirt <laughs> okay. Well, you, you know, they had to have somebody who tested it. Go eat you know? that. Yeah, you go. It's your turn. You eat that stuff. Welcome. Good luck, you know. We should, <laughs> we should have had more sensitivity <laughs> training back in those days. You know. Yeah, did, uh, I was asking, did you ever see that movie, Clan of the Cave Bear? Needed social justice back in the caveman. Yeah. Did you ever see it? No. No. It was a good movie. No. It was really you know, kind of weird, but it was good. 
Yeah, the only one I, I you ever see. Called, no, that's a book. Planet ever, of the Cave Bear. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard of that movie. Did you ever no. see One Million B.C.? Yeah. <laughs> Rockel yeah. Welch? Yeah. The movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to see that. Seen just to see Rockel Welch back in the day. Yeah. What was that movie made? What year? 70s. 70s? I'm guessing 72. Probably. Probably. That's yeah. my homework assignment. Raquel Welsh. Oh, yeah. You'll watch the whole movie. Just It's a dumb movie, but you'll watch it just to see her running around in this little leather mm. kind of a cave girl outfit. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually looking it up on the internet as we yeah, say. You'll see the movie poster was good, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, how was your week? You go out, do anything? Did well, you- yesterday, with all the dire warnings of the heat... I, I I did not heed those warnings, Tom, and I went out for a 30-mile bike ride in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah? Yep, 30 miles. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Where'd you go, Madison? No, <laughs> the bike... Tra- <laughs> Tell you what, the Waukesha County Bike Trail. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You can go, and you see all the lakes as you go. So first you go up around Pewaukee, then you cut through Delafield, then you go by, uh, is it Nagawicka that you go by? Upper and, and lower, and and then the show, uh, yeah, you the go up, then, then you go up, up, upper and lower, um, Nabobin, and, and you loop around Oconomowoc, go past the Paps Farms, yeah, and go way the heck out there, wow. and it's interesting <laughs> to see it from that viewpoint mm-hmm. as opposed to driving around roads, you right. see different views of the lake. As far as the wildlife, I can't tell you how many. Uh, does and fawns you'll see. Yeah. Little fawns just standing there looking at you by the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen mink. I have seen woodchucks, garter snakes. Um, trying to think all the species. You see just about everything. Haven't seen a bear yet. As far as birds, Baltimore Orioles, red cardinals, mm-hmm. um, certain species of woodpecker that's real beautiful. Uh, you see the uh, goldfinches, the martins, the Big red wing blackbirds. Yeah, of course. I mean, those. it's it's great just seeing all yeah. the different. I'll stop and just look at them. Yeah. Why and then not? the thing to tell you what got me through, I was coming back and I was exhausted because I hadn't eaten anything all day, so I was running low on reserves in that heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I didn't bring a water bottle with me either. Further tempting fate that I'll drop over of a gripper. But I saw a guy alongside the road and he's picking something. Or along the trail, he had his bike off to the side, and I drove by, and I'm like, raspberries. Oh. And so I drove up ahead, wild found ones, some yeah. wild raspberries, and I popped about 10 of those. Probably illegal. I'm probably not supposed to be eating raspberries from the Lake Country Trail. Plus, No, I think it's legal. They're I wild. Don't know. They're You're wild. harvesting stuff that's growing know. wild. You know, it's prairie know. grass, not supposed to be messing with that. And then uh, <laughs> and I thought, well, what pesticides are they spraying on this stuff? And I thought, well, at my age... Whatever it is, yeah, gonna it, it ain't going to hurt you. I've had enough pesticides yeah. in my day. I'm immune to it. If that's the way yeah. you go out, I think it was meant to be. Those raspberries got me up the last hill, by God. My biggest takeaway, you rolled 30 miles yesterday yeah. with no water. Well, I, I won't say no water because I there were two little pit stops with the little cheap little water fountain. You know, it's yeah. like... Kind of like the ba- with the bathroom and, a, yeah, and, the warm, a and the warm water that comes out of I was going to say, that's the biggest problem. It's always like 90-degree water. It's 90 yeah. degrees and tastes nasty. And I forced myself to take a couple gulps full, but I couldn't really force myself to drink more of it because it was so nasty. It just didn't settle in my stomach. Oh. So it did help. I didn't cramp up. I was that's good. A, I was a little bit worried about that. But next time, however, 
Here's what you can buy me for my birthday next year, Tom. Get me like a little water bottle that straps to my bike, and there I'll fill go. that with some Gatorade. There you go. And have a sports drink in there, there so I can keep the electrolytes up. Otherwise, some Saturday morning, you're going to find yourself, I mean, <laughs> sitting by yourself. Yeah, sitting by myself. I'll yeah. be laying prostate along the Lake Country Trail. Look for me in the raspberry patch. <laughs> you might see my bike laying there. Oh, goodness. Well, listen, we got to go to a break, but when we come back, I got to rant a little bit, Danny. There's something happening that they're going to continue with that I can't believe they are. I'll tell you who they are when we come back here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bushies isn't on. There you go. You're ready. Take it away, Bushy. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoor, 799-1250. Give us a call with a fishing report, pre-hunting report, frog gigging report, flower picking, whatever you got. Well, I have this, Danny. Okay, here's your gripe. How the, come I know there's going to be an acronym in the agency that you're going to complain yeah, I, about? I, I, you probably read about it, too. The, the, we wonder the why they Federal don't Park Service us. Commission is going ahead with their plan on Isle Royale, where they have too many moose and not enough predators that instead of selling moose licenses to hunters to get rid of a couple hundred mooses or mice or meese, it's well, anyway, to get moose is plural I know, in both. I know. <laughs> to get rid of a couple hundred, selling the licenses and making some money. Nope, they're going to spend up to two million dollars or more by putting wolves back on the island. They're going to go ahead with this, even though people have told them, "Are you people are nuts?" Here, you can actually make money, you know, t- to use in your federal park services and whatever. But instead, you're going to spend over $2 million to bring wolves worth. And you know what gets me, Danny, about it? The wolves that they're going to tranquilize and then take over there to the island, these wolves are living a happy life. They're mama wolf, papa wolf, little baby wolves, you know. They're living a happy life there, right, out wherever. And then all of a sudden, here comes these guys with with the target with the dart guns. They're gonna tranquil up, take mommy and daddy away, or whoever might be one, might be the other. Take them, put them on this island. They're gonna wake up, going, "Hey, where the heck are we? What's going on here?" You know, they're gonna take them out of their happy environment, put them on this island. You you don't, you don't care. You hate (laughs) the wolves anyway. I don't hate them. I yes, just don't, you do. I hate them in Wisconsin. You hate wolves, no. period. You're no, one of those anti-wolf no, actually, guys. No, I am. You don't am, even hunt up north. Hey, I, if you were a sod buster I with a am, cabin, a no, red me, flannel let, shirt up no, north, no. I can see you hating them. No, no, I you'll know, never see a wolf or a moose in your life. This is the problem: wolves and humans don't get along well together. That's why they were extrapolated, or whatever but, the word. <laughs> they were gotten rid of. 
they years were ago, exterminated. Yeah, years ago in Wisconsin the because last... they didn't get along. It doesn't matter if I've seen one or not. I mean, I know what a, I know a heart attack's bad for me before I have to have one. I don't have to see a wolf to know that they don't get along with humans and livestock. The problem is, is that they didn't get along years ago, and that's why they were gotten rid of. And then they brought them back, and guess what? They're not getting along again. But the thing is, is that the wolves in Canada, they've got a lot of land. And I, I, don't, I don't use the words hate or love. I don't use those words. I dislike things. I really enjoy things, things like that. I, really, I mean, hate and love, those are strong words. Very few, there are very few things that I hate, okay? But the thing is, is that, and I don't hate wolves. It's like they, they got all that room and food in Canada, right? They're happy up there, and that's great. They're living out their existence up there. That's all. And so, I, But why take them from where they're living happily Ice. and put them on this island? I think it's, a, I think it's a wonder. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I agree with you and disagree. I agree that they should have a hunt in you know, make make some money. Now, the fact is, how much money would they make? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to get on a boat and go to Isle Royal. And No, um, a lot of guys and, would. And, and uh, how many moose really would that be? When they say it's overrun, well, it's an island, so it's not like they're going to be selling thousands of moose tags well, they, and making millions right. of dollars. Well, they said they have seven, fifteen to 1,700 moose okay. on the island. So, so, so they, they sell 500 licenses. Okay, that would be good. But at the same time, I see nothing wrong with reestablishing a population of wolves that have been there for for thousands of years. Well, they would go back and forth across the ice. Yeah, and know, I, I think and that's forth. some fantastic history that that there's been wolf, and it's been a, up until recently, it's been a, a self sustaining kind of a balance between yeah. them. I think it's a pretty neat little ecosystem that they have. So I have no problem with with reintroducing wolves they should have a hunt well, though that's a great suggestion well, how about why not let hunters have an opportunity i mean for god's sake they're making everyone pay ten dollars to try and get one of five elk tags yeah. or three elk well tags. how about how about this for an idea sell some moose licenses you know to pay for bringing the moose over the wolves over I mean, yeah, thank that's you. a great idea for paying, bringing the wolves idea. over. Then it doesn't cost the taxpayer money. But two million dollars, I think, is way too high of a of a price tag. I mean, does it really cost that much? To, they said that how it, many wolves are they going to bring over there? Well, they expect it to uh, cost up to two million dollars. But knowing the federal government, when they say up to two million, that means they, it's going to be over two. They're going to put these wolves on a charter flight. You know, yes. with in-flight entertainment oh, and a movie. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to get a couple parachute wolves in. over there? <laughs> you get one well, male. I don't know how many they're going to put female. over there. They're going to put a. They'd have to put a bunch over there. I mean, I don't know. How well, many. you know, as far as reproducing, though, they pretty much just are limited to the alpha male and alpha female. Mm-hmm, Interesting mm-hmm. with the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. Only those two, you know, fight their way to the top. They're the ones that. Right. And I think that's part of the reason that. The problem, though, is that there hasn't been enough diversity in the gene pool up there. Didn't you say that? That over the years, maybe that's kind of weakened, uh, being as there hasn't been enough of an influx or I might outflux have re- might have read of going that or back something. and forth over know. the ice. Yeah, You know, we had good ice a couple of years ago. Oh, Everybody yeah. was going over to those ice caves up yeah. there and... Seeing that, you would have thought maybe a, a few wolves would have there thought, were, hey, let's yeah. head to Isle Royal. Yeah, let's head over there. Plenty plenty of food over there. <laughs> I thought you were going to complain against no. the DNR. This is the National no. Wildlife Federation. No, the Fed- Federal Park Service. Federal. 
I wonder how much of our tax dollars do support the Federal Park Service. All of our, I mean, all of it is supported by tax dollars. The Federal Park Service? Oh, sure. Well, it's a federal program. Have you asked for like a, can you request a, uh, you know. We should be be able to. We're paying for it. Get our accountant to look at it and see how we look at some of this. Yeah, that'd be the day, huh? I would have thought it was. (laughs) That'd be the day. No, you can't. Write your. uh, Hey, I'm a taxpayer. I want to (laughs) know. Well, oh, I don't man. know. Speaking of money, I'm thinking yeah. my next big venture. I think I've been listening to these ads because, like, my radio and my truck doesn't work. So it's stuck on one station, which unfortunately isn't 1250, and I can't change this station. So it's WISN, mm-hmm. you know, So which yeah. is good. In the middle of the night, I can listen to uh, the uh, Coast to Coast and hear about aliens and Bigfoots, which I've been getting a great education on. By the way, I, I, I listen to that now coming into the station. Yeah, you I can listen get... to that. You know why? Because the guy on CBS radio yeah. who's on, you know, before we come on, or he's probably on during us, but uh, all he talks about is LeBron James. Have you noticed that, Ryan? Robin the, Lundberg. Yeah, he, he has got like a man crush on 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 King James. It's crazy because 85% of sports talk right now is LeBron James, and it's only going to get worse because now he's a free agent. Is he going to L.A.? Is he going here? But he's been talking about him ever since he came on when he took (laughs) over for Moose and Maggie. He's been – that's all he talks about. That's all I ever hear, you know, and it's like, oh, my God. So now I listen to the crazy people with the UFOs and whatever. That's a real show, the UFOs. (laughs) They still do that? It's been going for, yeah. I was going to say, west of the Mississippi. Coming to you like a laser across the desert in Las Vegas in the middle of the night is coast to coast. Yeah, coast to coast. How do you think you get a job hosting that? Well, give him a call. Well, the original guy. Right after you request our – rate sheet on the federation there and get our numbers on that you can yeah. then give them a call no they're, they're the what was the original guy's name of that show coast to coast art bell art he bell, just that died was it. yeah art bell now yeah. they got a new guy of course took over but george but then he has lots of fill-in guys that fill in yeah. too so you learn lots of fascinating they were talking about uh let's see some spies over in world war ii oh, and yeah. the fact that hitler actually there was one of the scientists who actually did have the key for the nuclear, and he wouldn't give it to Hitler. And you get all so they get in not just all the you know a lot of conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah they get into that. all kinds Lots of stuff. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one guy called in today, and I heard him call in. They get the real nutcases call in, and he's talking about if you go to the March. 1968 issue of Life Magazine, page 93, which, by the way, is at my parents' house right now. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch okay. of old Life magazines. Yeah. And yeah. look, at there's a picture of the moon that the Apollo astronauts took. He says, if you take a microscope, <laughs> or no, a magnifying glass, magnifying yeah. glass and your yeah. cheater glasses and look real close, you can actually see cities oh, and roads boy. and stuff. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Did you try to do it? Did you call your parents? I, I'm going to go up there this weekend and pull it out and see if I can see those, you know. He says the streets because there's perfectly, yeah. you know, perpendicular lines, which had to be designed have by. Have to be streets. Yeah, yeah. had to be because they wouldn't be just perfectly at 90-degree angles. I'm guessing he's on some LSD, right? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, you got to get the magnifying glass and smoke a bowl. And speaking <laughs> of, I the ads, this is comes perfectly back, circle around. 1130, they keep advertising. That it that investing in marijuana is the big investment. Yeah, now. yeah, gonna, I heard that. that. That right now there's some company for only forty six cents a uh, share of stock, but they expect it to skyrocket. So, 
I'm thinking of, you know, selling out all my interest in the chinchilla ranches that I've been, you know, oh, managing yeah. all these years. And, and, get take, into and take that windfall and flip it over into the big marijuana. But then I'm thinking morally and ethically, could I do that? Well, they're doing this because right? Canada is Can a school gonna... teacher have stock in marijuana companies? Have you ever watched the show Breaking Bad? Wasn't he a school teacher? Yeah. And that was, I think, he was Crystal a chemist. <laughs> yeah, he was a chemist. He, he took it a Chemistry step further. Teacher. He was making the stuff and that could be That could be your response if you do get in trouble. Hey, at least it's not Crystal Meth. Yeah, I don't know. That is That was one of the greatest series. That was a great show. That was so good. If people haven't seen that, you've got to see it. Breaking Bad. Yeah, I watched the last couple of ones when at the very end he, yeah. he wins. Well, you yeah. gotta he beats watch all the drug dealers though. at their own game. He he pulls some clever plot. Yeah, yeah. And the simple school teacher yeah. school teacher wins. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Well, folks, coming up next, we have the gut report. And don't forget, after the gut report, that after the six forty five break, we're gonna be playing Hornswoggle, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And the the gut report, as always, is brought to you by Discount Liquor. So stay tuned for that and a lot more here on the Crazy Train this morning. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, you know what a bechamel sauce is? You probably heard that terminology. You can use it for making all kinds of sauces, making uh, your mac and cheese and whatever. You can add whatever you want to it. But your basic bechamel sauce is very simple. Three tablespoons of butter three and melt the butter. Three tablespoons of flour. You whisk it all up in there and let it cook for about a minute or so. And then you add two cups of milk slowly and keep whisking it, and all of a sudden it'll turn nice and thick and creamy. You can add whatever flavorings or spices you want. You can use it as a base in your mac and cheese. Hey, I'm telling you, a bechamel sauce is easy, and it's something that every, uh, you know, uh, uh, apprentice cook should learn, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to say. Anyway, the uh, Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. All right, Danny. No so, fishing this week, just uh, I was up bike in riding? I was up in Green Bay trying to clear a house out. Oh, yeah, you're doing we that. We filled up one dumpster, and it wasn't big enough, and I got to go back, and the nightmare oh, continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah finally continue. got my brother up there to help me, so I wasn't all alone. Oh, my God. If yeah. any of you are parents out there, and you're hoarders, right? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's, do your kids a favor. Get rid of your stuff that you've got in garages and sheds. Matter of fact, by the time you start getting goofy and don't realize it, but your kids are telling you you're getting goofy, move the hell out of the house and sell it. Move to an assisted living and make life easier on your kids. Don't be a stubborn, and you know who you are right now out there. Don't be stubborn. I wish my wife was listening to you. And your kids are like, Ma, you really should move out. No, I'm okay here by my, you know... Oh my God! No, my wife's one of those. Had to drag my parents both out on a stretcher, and I knew that's how we'd get them out of the house, one way or another. But now I got my uncle 
stubborn uncle and aunt up in the same thing up in Duluth with the kids driving 60 miles a day just to help them change their socks each day, and they're in oh, such geez. bad shape. Move out. Nursing homes aren't bad like years ago. Assisted see. living places are nice, actually. Right, and then they've got the care throughout the throughout the term. You can, first, you can start out with independent living, so you got like an apartment. It's mm-hmm. nice. Other people around. Activities. Bingo on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> then you can go into the... Uh, Assisted living, where it's maybe a nursing once a week, and this is, but you still live pretty independent. And then you go into the full blown nursing, and it's a, a continuum of care, is what yes, they would say. And right. you can get into some real nice yeah. places, as opposed to like, I think they're, well, you know what? I did tour way back before my dad died. I did go look at a couple of nursing homes that it broke your heart going in and walking out where these were ones where yeah. you had people in a cot in a closet size room, just laying there. Those were real. Yeah, sad. Those are bad. Yeah. But I think back in the day, that's all there ever, that's all there was is yeah. a nursing home and they'd have a curtain separating you from the dude next to you mm-hmm. in the same room. Nowadays there's real nice ones. They cost a lot of money though. Mm-hmm. I feel so, like that's why they're frowned upon a little bit. Like with older people, they don't want to go because that's the way that they see the yeah. go and the swimming pool. And yeah. I, is it bad that I'm kind of looking forward to moving <laughs> into a home? The one up food ready for you. Evergreen nursing home in Oshkosh. It's you gotta be fifty five or older. Hey, I qualify already. It's a nice place. It's on a lake. You can go fish off a pier there. Mm-hmm. You can go for I I that's the where I wanna go. Yeah. It's like ten grand a month, though, dude. Oh, so what yeah, you no, should that's, here's that's the other not. thing: what everybody should do, which I don't have, is you should purchase long-term care insurance. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, your insurance doesn't cover the no, nursing home. No, no. That becomes self-pay, which mm-hmm. means we got to sell the house, and it's just all that money is going to be mm-hmm. eaten up by a nursing home. There goes my inheritance. There it goes right out I was the gonna window. Going to take that extra money and invest in that in marijuana, that, in that marijuana plant. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, speaking of fishing, uh, my son Chris and I, we went uh, fishing. We were going to go, remember we t- I told you we were going to go to Delavan Lake because they had the no wake on it because of all the rain last week? Well, they took the no wake off at 7.30 Saturday morning, and I found this out through one of the guys at work. And Anyway, so I called my son. I said, hey, I ain't going to Delavan Lake now. The, the no wake's been lifted. You know, I don't want to go out there. It's a zoo. So we went to a different lake. Danny... In that short window from 5.30, 6 o'clock till 10, we have never caught so many big pike. Where? And, uh, what, you want to know where now? Well, you went to you, a different You want to know where? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're the only guy. Where? You're pumped, you, you pump everybody. Oh, you're like, okay, all right. You're like, well, you. there's he's, a, he's gonna start you're like a certain musky now. fisherman on Pewaukee Lake who I will John, not say. Yeah. But um, John would always cry, too, if I, would, if I talk about Lake for information and X. never gives up anything. All right. We went to Pike Lake. Maybe that's why they call it Pike Lake. But it, it was like all the stars and planets were aligned. I mean, we had never caught so many bigger pike. I mean, for our area, they're big like pike. Like 30 inches? 30 to 34. That's nice. You, know? and, you catch those and, on spinning tackle? Yeah. You're having a- oh, goodness. My, and you well, kept we, some for eating, right? Yes, we did keep a few for eating. And, 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 and it was like we had a number in the mid low to mid-30s, and then we had a number that were right, you know, just below yep. 30 or at 30 or 31. And then we had a number that were of legal size, you know, but they were smaller than the other ones. Then we had some short ones. I mean, 
Holy moly. I mean, we were getting whacked left and right. And one of them, the one larger one, he uh, or that fish, she she swallowed that spinnerbait all the way down. My son couldn't get it out. And the needle nose, well, I, I, usually I ha- carry a long needle nose player, right. like for musky fishing, a long yep. one. But I was just keep, I just had the little, small those, needle nose in my bag. Those don't work. Couldn't get all the way down there. I mean, it was just too how, far down. How about down. that Baker hookout tool? If you... we would have had one of those, that would have helped. But, well, we got, got it like, out when we took that one home and cleaned like it. three or you know? four of them. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, and then, uh, now I was basically using a spinnerbait and a buzzbait, okay? And if I would have had some MEP spinners, let's say some, like, number five MEPs or six-inch right. bucktails, those would have hammered them, too, without a doubt. Then my son started throwing a pop bar, and he caught some largemouth bass. And then he caught some on his spinnerbait, and then he caught some on uh, something else. Uh, and then and then we moved. Uh, we wanted to try this other part of the lake, and he caught more largemouth on the Kelly worm. Oh, wow. you know, I mean, he caught. I didn't ever caught. A, I never caught a largemouth. He was catching them all, but I blame it that he was on the fr- in the front of the boat. That's where, why. But <laughs> where do you? Uh, well, it's his boat. So it was, yeah, it's his do. boat. He was on the front of the boat. But anyway, but we, we he caught a bunch of largemouth. Not one of them short. All he, of them were like 15, 16, at, 17 inches. Do you launch at the state park there, no, or that no, little there. corner launch? Wait, because no. I launched at a little gravel no, one, way no. in a corner by a little white. No, you don't want to go white there. hut. You yeah, know what I'm I know talking about there, that actually, corner there. There's actually three launches, two little itty-bitty gravel things. But the one you want to go do, I think it's called Reef Point Resort. They got a bar there. They got a a big parking area. They got a a double-sided launch area, you know, a dock going out, and you can launch on either side. So, yeah, it's real nice there. Yeah, very nice. And uh, and the cost is nominal. It's, I don't know, like 7 bucks. But if you could go out, I told you years ago, you go out this time of year trolling crawler harnesses, from about four in the morning till sun up, mm-hmm. you control over those deep weeds yeah, and right, fifteen yeah. feet of water. Yeah. And troll crawler harnesses with a split shot or two, and just crawl along slow. You can hammer some walleyes out. Oh there. yeah, well Pike Lake, you know, it was noted years ago for the walleye population. Right. There's still walleyes there, it but gone down? not like what it used to be. There's right. still there's a club out there that does a lot of walleye fishing and trolling. You know, you'll see the right. guys going around in circles and that because it's not a very big lake. But uh, the bass, like I said, the bass were all like between 15 and 17 inches that my son was catching. The the northern pike were just What's like, the so many of them. Huh? What's the size limit on and bass? Uh, pike up uh, there. Out there, it's 26 inches. Oh, yeah. is it three of 26? Two. Two of 26? Two, Two. yeah. And then bass, it's what? 14? 14 inches, and you can keep five. But we didn't keep any of those. No. Uh, those we're, pike are great. To, but, man, I'm telling you, they, they were just smacking stuff left and right. I'm it, and and here's another thing. We always usually catch blue, big bluegills and crappies out there. Couldn't catch a one. Really? And I think it's because the area that we usually catch bluegills and crappies in. And all kinds of pike. That's where we were catching all the pike. <laughs> and I think they moved them all out. Uh, rascals. Any self-respect in bluegill <laughs> is not going to hang around with all those voracious and pike. And I had saved something for you, but I lost it. In my son, when he was trying to get the that spinnerbait out of that northern pike's mouth, mm-hmm. he, later on, he when he was picking stuff on the floor, you know that like weeds and whatever, he says, "Oh, look at this! I found a pike's tooth, about a eh, quarter to three eighths of an inch big." 
And he's and I said, "Oh, give me that." I said, "I want to take a closer look at home under the magnifying they got, glass." They're like serrated, aren't they? Well, the... they're not serrated, but they're sharp, two sharp edges, kind of right. like a double-sided knife. You okay. Know? Anyway, and I said, you know, I said I got to bring this to Bushy. I got to show this to Bushy. I got to bring him a pike's tooth. <laughs> but anyway, but I put it, I put it down someplace, and it must have got knocked on a floor or someplace. But one of these days, fell into the salad bowl. One, one of us. When one, you guys no, is going to be eating and no, get something crunchy, one, one of us this? is going to spit out step, a pike's tooth. We're going to step on a pike's tooth and have that in our foot. Hey, we got to go to a break, folks. Don't forget now, we're playing the horn schwaggle right after this break. So if you want to be a contestant and win a really nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents, call right now at 799-1250. 799-1250. Call now. Be a contestant. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, now we have our Hornschwaggle um, contest. And, Tom, I felt a little bad last week when, uh, what's his name from Rhinelander? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't win. Didn't win. And, you know, I went back to double-check my facts. And you know, I said European pike can have a head that's shaped differently, mm -hmm. a little wider. It's actually pike in England. So not all European oh, pikes. So maybe no. on a technicality there. So I'm hoping he can call back and win, yeah. win again. So anyway, here's the questions. Who do we have? We Mark? got Mark Olson. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Mark. Morning, guys. All right, we're pulling for you here. <clears throat> uh, we are getting into a time of year when people are stress, stressing catch and release. So here we go. Um, Hornschwaggle as if I'm lying. And no Hornschwaggle, I'm telling the truth. So... Uh, to revive a fish, it helps to support it in the water, uh, hold it, and angle its head towards the waves so the water can flush on through its mouth, out the gills, give it oxygen, and try and hold it straight and just support its belly until the fish starts to kick and wants to swim away. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That would be uh, no hornschwaggle. No hornschwaggle, okay. There we go, that's one. Okay, here we go. Uh, in cold water, cold water, you have to be much careful, much more careful because fish don't tend to survive in those cold water periods near as well, and releases are more difficult. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That would be a hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle, Very okay. good. Well, we got a winner already. We already won. Let's what? see if you'd get this next one. An old walleye tournament trick to keep the fish alive in their live well when they're going belly up, is get the little clips, like you, little weight clips, like you clip on your line for ice fishing to check the depth. Clip those on uh, fins on either side of their body, and it holds them upright in the uh, live well till they can kind of regain their bearings. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Well, it kind of sounds like it would be maybe a no hornschwaggle. That's a no hornschwaggle. Yeah. Tom, it works. I actually yeah. revived a muskie that way one time. Is that right? Yep, you can get as long as, because otherwise, if they keep going belly up, but if you can uh, put the clips on each side to stable, it's yeah. amazing. Wow. I forget who told me that. Maybe that was wow. Randy up at Midwestern Shooter oh. Supply told me that yeah. one. Well, congratulations, Mark. 
Yep. Hey, uh, what and, do you uh, what what flavor uh, bait mate do you want? What species of fish do you target? Well, I'm uh, mainly a pan fisherman. All right. We got that bait mate pan fish, which really works good on mini mites because I was using it. The, uh, and it seemed like as soon as you put some on your mini mite and cast out, then you'd get a bite. And then yep. if you let it wear off, all of a sudden you didn't seem to be getting the hits. And as far as the uh, Coleman, do you want something with DEET or DEETless? I would say DEET. With DEET, okay, 40%, 100%, what do you think? Oh, about 40%. 40%. Okay, Mark, we'll get this out to our good friends at Baitmate, and uh, well, they'll get that to you. In. Thanks for Thank listening. You. Hey, before Thanks you hang guys. up, uh, you been doing any fishing lately? You know, I I have, uh, and I, I go to a lake that you guys never talk about. I, I like to go to Silver Lake. Mm, the one uh, in Oconomowoc? I drove by uh, that on my bike yesterday. Yeah. Yes, and, and I mean, it's it's never been known as a big game fish lake, but, you know, boy, if you, if you hunt around the deep edges of the weeds, you can find some nice gills and crappies. Yeah, and it's loaded with bass, too. Yeah, most yeah. of them are only about 10 to 12 yeah, inches Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of them, but they're smaller. I mean, I'm sure there's a few big ones. Now, do you rent the boat from the old German guy in that place? Uh, no, I got my I got my own boat. Oh, okay, okay, you launched there. I'm sorry. I, But he has the launch, too, right? Well, not anymore. There's no? actually a DNR launcher now. Oh, there is. Well, it's been a while since I've been out there, there. There used to be, like, Chuck's Supper Club used to have the launch. Yeah. You know, and and you could rent, and then across across the lake there was a little old lady that rented boats. Uh, Nettie was her first name. Okay. Uh, she had a couple older sons, and she had nice uh, Lumacrafts uh, that that you could rent there, and she had a wheelbarrow that you could throw your outboard in and wheel it right down the lake. <laughs> hey, that's a great <laughs> that idea. That would be a good idea. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's where I learned to fish, and and let me tell you, I I I still go back there as often as I can. I well, suppose there's great, not Mark. a lot of boats out there then. Not a lot of boats. In fact, there are some, uh, at, when you get to either either the beginning of the season or the late or very late in the season, I'll go there. It's my own personal lake because there's nobody else out wow. there. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's great, awesome. Mark. Well, thanks for the info. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Mark. Thank you. Okay, yep. bye now. You know, Mark's on to something in that there's something to be said to fishing a small little quiet lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times when I want to, sure, I'll, I'll fish Lake Michigan once in a while. I'll, I haven't been out there yet this year. Uh, I'll fish Pewaukee and other bigger lakes, the Bay of Green Bay, but going on a small little lake. So there's part of me almost wants to just go rent a little boat again and just go motoring out in a little boat. Yes, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little lakes that don't even allow outboards. You can bring your electric, though. And the, I've been on a number of those, you know, little Wingra lakes. was like that years ago. We went out and cast small maps and caught like five little muskies one day. Yeah, who do you who do you got online uh, on the line? I believe Ryan. you said it was it was uh, Mark with the fishing report. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Is this Mark? <laughs> no, this is Bill from Sportsman's Den. Sorry, Bill. Oh, Sorry, Bill, Bill. from Sportsman's <laughs> Den. Well, you got a couple minutes, Bill. What's up? Haven't heard from you in a while. Gentlemen, top of the morning to begin with. Hey, you too. Hey, what I wanted to tell you when you when uh, number one, I wanted to tell everybody out there what I've learned in this business is sense do work. Seven times out of ten may not make a difference, but three times out of ten, look out, it will really make a difference. And the bait made is a very very good product. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I like using it. Yeah. So where you and, been out at? 
Well, you know, I haven't been out. I've been here. You know that, Tom. Yeah, you've been working all the time. Some people work for a living, Tom. I've been trying to call you for every time I want to call, it gets busy. But yeah, we got millions of callers calling <laughs> worldwide. Well, and the other thing I wanted to tell everybody out there, you take a small boat, you get on these, uh, like the crawfish from uh, Watertown down or any of these small little rivers that you see, mm-hmm. the fishing is just out of this world. You wouldn't believe what is in those places when you get into those nooks and crannies. Yeah, nobody really targets them. No. That's the thing. You know, those fish are left alone. Yeah. Yeah, even yeah, the Mil- even the Milwaukee River, uh, when you get up by Cedarburg, Grafton area, whatever, I mean, there's a lot of crappies and smallmouth and pike and bluegills. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're right, and it's world-class smallmouth. What people don't understand how good that river is for smallmouth. And my bass. buddy it's Horton hits it all the really time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. that's all I wanted to say. Call all right, you. good to hear I, from I've you, been Bill. Thinking about you, miss talking to you guys. All right, all right, Bill. That's Bill from Sportsman's Den on Fifty Third and Villard. Uh, just Google it, and you'll find the phone number. Hey. Right. Google. All right. Oh, Bill's gone. You've Sorry. learned that Google thing. <laughs> yeah, that googling. <laughs> yeah, but I hear if you Google too much, you go blind. Yeah, don't want to do that. Let let me see the palms of your hand, Ryan, just in case. Uh, Okay, no hair, you're fine. You haven't been googling too much. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Googling or noodling? Well, yeah. Well, we've got about another minute to go before our fantastic sports update. You got when we come back, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about fishing rods, Tom. Yeah, let's talk fishing rods. I I got to pick your being as you are highly knowledgeable, expert. Uh, I need to pick your brain on some things. Who? Ryan or me? You! Me! Oh! I'm well, no expert. Ryan, you know, you know, I'll tell you this what. This guy uh, here knows. Yeah. You know, actually, uh, the making of fishing rods is a real science. It mm-hmm. really is. I mean, That's it's I'm just, asking you, buddy. You ain't just taking a hunk of fiberglass and wrapping some guides on it. There's more to it Hell than that. Hell no. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, folks, coming up next is the Sports Update with Ryan Horvat. Stay tuned. Sports Flash, right, right now. From the Master Z's WSSP Sports Update Studio, I'm Ryan Horvath. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.